Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com slash careers. That's opcpest.com slash careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. It's time for the Round Table with Round Daddy. Hey, Round Daddy. The Round Table with Round Daddy. Me, James Strebel, Big Daddy. With your host, James Strebel. Hey, Round Daddy, James Strebel. Gotcha. On ESPN 680 and 105.7. But it's just nice to have a steadying force. Did you notice what I did at the end of the game with him? I love it when you guys don't even watch the game. You have your questions. I had him take it out of bounds. The look on Aina's face is priceless. Staring daggers. Daggers. It's the round table here on ESPN 680, 105.7. Big thanks to Matzah Pie for dropping off some epic pizzas and focaccia bread for lunch today. Head out to Matzah Pie's Anchorage location for a unique dining experience. Also visit the Douglas Loop and Butchertown locations. Stop in and also pick up some 1020 craft brews and discover the delicious handmade brick oven pizza only at Matzah Pie. I'm James Strebel and Trullo here with me today as well as James Black. How's everybody doing? We're doing good? It's been, a, it's been an interesting show to say the least. Yeah, it's been good. It's been, it has been a good show. It's been fun. All right, let's, let's have Kendrick Haskins join the fun. Wave three. Uh, he's the man over there when it comes to of sports and, and everything involved with that. Kendrick, how you doing, sir? I'm dealing with a tragedy. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yes. I go to get my daily Twix ice cream bar, <gasps> and, the, and the credit card machine won't work in the break <gasps> room. So now i got to do without. Oh, daily? no. Where do you put it, Kendrick? This is a travesty. Daily? <laughs> Man. <laughs> I don't know how I can work under these conditions. No Twix ice cream bar today? You have one of those every day? Just about. I'm addicted to them. It's still fit. In fact, He's still looking great. That's right. Man. He's still looking great. He's jealous. I blame the, PG, I blame the PGA because one of the years they came here was like when the Twix ice cream bars first came out. And uh, <laughs> they had unlimited Twix ice cream bars in the mm. media room. Uh, so you I got hooked. Them for my addiction. It was a gateway. <laughs> unlimited? You all had unlimited Twix ice yeah, cream bars? Yeah, they were always there. You would have had to get a wheelbarrow for me. The PGA, there's always food in the media room, and, and because we're in D.C., we can't shoot anything, so we're just there. <laughs> wow, I need to I need to head to the PGA this year. I need yeah. to take out those oh, yeah. ice cream bars. Phil Baker, I know your wife had a baby. Give me a credential. You hear me, Phil Baker? I need a credential. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kendrick Haskins is with us here on the Roundtable ESPN 680-1057. Uh, we'll start here, Kendrick. I mean, 
The Kentucky Wildcats uh, seems to be back on on track as last week they beat Ole Miss at home uh, by a convincing amount, and then they go on the road and they just beat Auburn, you know, by by double digits. Auburn was never really in the game. Um, they let Kentucky. I mean, there's one of those games, Kendrick, where when, once they got up by double digits, they never looked back, and they have a big week this week. They have LSU tonight. They have Alabama on Saturday. What's been the big difference to you between the Kentucky we saw that lost three straight? home games to the Kentucky uh, team that we saw this week to, you know, get a quad one victory uh, against Auburn on Saturday? Two simple things. They actually played defense and <laughs> DJ Wagner came back. I think yes. I, I don't. I think his value to this team is undervalued because he doesn't I mean, he, he doesn't put up a bunch of points. He can. I mean, he, he scores okay. I mean, he's not like a liability on offense or nothing like that, but he does a lot of things out there that I think go unnoticed. And since he's come back, they mean they've taken back off and they've looked like a totally different team, especially on the defensive end of the court. Yeah, no, I, I think that's the case. And I'm going to read something to you here, uh, Kendrick. And let me let me see what you think about this because I, I agree with DJ Wagner, but also, I mean, the the emergence of Ugana Onyenso and Adu yeah. Thiero. And this is uh, this is from David Sisk uh, from Cats Illustrated. And, and I wanted to bring this up earlier, but we kind of ran out of time, so I thought a good time would be now since this is our discussion. He says the following uh, here, Kendrick. Uh, I think the better defensive play can continue. They may not score quite as many points in the future, but it might mean a better March run. I don't think it's an accident that the toughness has picked up with DJ Wagner and Adu Thiero coming back and Ugana and Yenso getting tons of reps at the center position. I think these are three players who have a physical presence. Other guys can get points and the offense will be fine. But I think Calipari is looking for his most physical five. Wagner and Thiero set the tone and on Yenso can clean it up on the back end as he gains experience. I agree with that wholeheartedly, especially the, the arrow. Because even in the Auburn game, he had a great game. Yes, I mean, I mean not in Auburn, but uh, the Gonzaga game. He had a great game against Gonzaga, and so yeah, I mean they bring a physicalness to this team that was missing. And like I don't think we really realized it when Tierra was out, but we realized it when he came back. Yes, He's, he is a physical presence. He is a man in there. And it's so surprising because, you know, he barely played last year. Him and Onyenzo both. Right. And so to see the leap that they've made from their freshman to sophomore year has been amazing. I think – I know people are slow to give Cal some credit, especially when it comes to development. But, I mean, those two are prime examples of two guys who have developed under Cal a year into the program. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you. The development of both of those guys and from where they were last year down. And, and you know, with, with Hierro, he, he just th- – Every time he does something like that one-handed dunk he had against Auburn, Kendrick, I'm like, mm-hmm. I want to see more of that. And and I'm, the kid hasn't even reached his ceiling yet. That's what's crazy. Is he, he looks like a player that is gaining confidence by the game. And if he's a dude that comes back next year, that that that's one to watch for me, Kendrick. I don't want to you know get too ahead of things. We're not even to March Madness yet. But when it comes to guys, you know, maybe returning for Kentucky, he's number. Two, three on my list behind like a Reed Shepard. Yeah, I tell you who his game reminds me of is Kamenga for Golden State. It's That's a great simple. comparison. He reminds me of a lot of bodies, um, bodies like uh, Kamenga's. They've got jump, they can jump out of the gym. They're very similar in their games, and and Kamenga's one another one who's coming come along this year. And it's like when they get time, when they get playing time, and get legitimate playing time, we see what they can do. 
Yeah, absolutely. I agree. So what do you think Kentucky does uh, tonight? They're at LSU, and then Saturday they go to – or not they go to – they welcome Alabama into Rupp Arena, two huge games tonight. If they win, it doesn't help them, but Joe Lenardi did say if they lose, they could fall from a five seed in his bracketology to a six seed. Uh, so this is a game where it's like just just don't lose it. Don't lose the game. Don't fall in bracketology. Hold serve. Get to Saturday. Saturday's the game, Kendrick. It could be another quad one win, and this is a game that could – boost them maybe up a seed line if they can take care of Alabama. They're playing as well as anybody in the country right now. Exactly. They um, they could boost them up a line in the NCAA tournament, and of course it boosts them up a line when it comes to the SEC tournament. You, know, yes. you, want, you want to play as few games as you have to in that thing. You know, Cal didn't really want to be there anyway. <laughs> so, get to Nashville as late as you possibly can. Uh, was, it, uh, was it Thursday or Friday when they if they can get up there to the Double, get the double by. If yeah. Get that. I mean, that's exactly what they want, and this is the type of game that can definitely do that, and more importantly, move them up the line in the NCAA tournament. Yeah. Now, are you going to be at the uh, the Yum Center uh, tonight for Louisville Notre Dame uh, tip off at seven o'clock? Is, is that a Kendrick Haskins assignment this evening? Yes, I will be live out there in about an hour from now. Oh, okay. There you go. Head up to the Yum Center now. The big story is, you know, obviously I know the Cards and the Irish are playing uh, eight-win team versus a nine-win team, but Tom Crean in the house, Kendrick, uh, he's familiar with the area, obviously uh, coaching at IU for all those years. Uh, what does a Tom Crean at the Yum Center uh, do for you? Because he's really good on on the call, uh, but could, could we see John? Josh Hurd, maybe make his way down there. Maybe talk a little job uh, with Tom Crean during this game tonight. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. But every, the funny thing with word association with Tom Crean is it's hilarious. It's one of my favorite Bob Domini stories. And so when Crean was at Marquette, and Domini used to like to do these goofy things. He mispronounced <laughs> stuff on purpose. He would say Connecticut and India no place. So he would say, he would say Marquette on purpose. Oh he would do it on purpose. He knew, obviously knew it was Marquette. Right. So, so he did that at a newscast or a live shot, something. And so after the game, in the post-game press conference, Crean is walking out. You know, that, that closet that was basically the press room in Freedom Hall. Yeah. He walks out. He looks at Domini and says, did you really mean to say Marquette? And Domini <laughs> says, oh, this is what I do. And he says, oh, and just walks out. <laughs> So anytime you hear the name Tom Crean, you just think Marquette. Marquette. Yeah. Blows past all his Indiana years, blows past everything else. It's just Marquette. I love, I love it. Bob Dominey, man, he, he's he, he's a heavy hitter around here. I love me some Bob Dominey stories. Oh, goodness. Me and Lee Holman, one of our photographers here, could write an encyclopedia on Bob Domini. If you had that character in a television show, nobody would believe that that was a real person. <laughs> well, you know, Alan Cutler wrote a, an, an autobiography. Uh, maybe maybe Bob Domini needs to do the same. He, I'm telling you, it would be – I mean, and no disrespect to Cutler, I love Alan – but the Bob Domini autobiography would be one of the best books ever. <laughs> I'd read it. You, I, I, I tell you right now, I would buy it. I'd read that book 100%. Uh, Kendrick Haskins with us, Wave 3, Wave3.com. Uh, so I, I, I don't know, Kendrick. When, when it comes to Louisville basketball, it, it feels like Louisville fans are just counting the days until uh, this the season's over. And, it, you know, after they, they lost by 16 or whatever it was against Pittsburgh, 
on Saturday, I kept seeing the same tweet over and over again. Five games left. Five games left. Five games left. So it's just really a tough spot for Kenny Payne as even if they win tonight, it, it, it's not going to do anything for the fans. I don't think it's going to do anything for uh, Josh Hurd. I, I, I feel like that decision is probably already, you know, probably been made at this point it just hasn't been finalized i just i don't know it's a weird spot for kenny Payne. and, and uh, you know what's he got to do con- to, to convince his team they still have something to play for even if you know the writing's on the wall that that their coach might not even be back next season i mean the the team is still playing hard you can't take that from them absolutely it is i mean it is to the point where there's like there's ufl fans openly rooting for them to lose and it's like this. Some like even when they win, they still are uh, moaning on social media. I had to edit myself. Social <laughs> 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 media the whole time, and it's like, okay, I get it. You're upset, but I mean, come on, you've got to find something. And when everything you tweet is about that, you've got to find a hobby. I mean, the Xbox needs to give me a new Xbox. College football game is coming out soon. Find something. This is exhausting. Every time. Win, lose. They could go a week. Like, they could have a week coming up where they don't play for like a week. And I guarantee you, all seven days, there'll be people on there whining about you over on Kitty Pack. And it's just yeah. like. It, it can't it, it, it can't take over your life like that. <laughs> oh no, you're it's like it's like it's like politics. It's like if you if yes. if, if, if you don't like the, the you know the current president or you didn't like the the, the, the former president or whatever, it's like that's all they tweeted about. It's like they're not reading your tweets. Like <laughs> no. like and I like, want to laugh at so much stuff that's going on right now, and I can't because as soon as I do. Somebody's gonna get mad at me, <laughs> right? Yes, exactly. A hundred percent. Sit back right now and look at the political climate and not laugh. <laughs> There's something wrong with you. <laughs> Catch comedy every day. I'm Kendrick. I'm with you. Preaching the choir with me. I don't take any of it seriously. Maybe I should take it more seriously because it, you know we do live this country. But like, if I don't laugh, I cry. I don't. Right. <laughs> right. It's like if I don't laugh right. about it, I'm going to cry. Uh, Kendrick Haskins is with us. Uh, Wave3.com. Uh, did you check out the uh, NBA All Star Game uh, this weekend? Are you an NBA All Star guy? Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I put myself through that, and I sat and I watched the whole game. It was easier if you watched the outcast with Draymond and Charles Barkley and Taylor Rooks, oh, and that made it a lot easier. That's an all-star lineup. Those three stopped paying attention to the game from the opening tip. They weren't commenting on anything. <laughs> they, somebody could go flying through for a dunk. I mean, those Lillard mid-court shot threes—they didn't even acknowledge that it happened. <laughs> I love it. Just having a conversation, going back and forth. So it, it made it a lot easier. It made it go by faster. It made you not realize that it's literally just turnstiles out there on defense. Is there any way they can change that? I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't know. It feels like. I mean, the NFL, uh, all pro, you know, Pro Bowl now is just they're they're doing flag football. Uh, the NBA All Star Game is just like a glorified, you know, practice for you know, just like dunks and threes. I mean, Carl Anthony Town had fifty points. <laughs> I mean, he just did right. like it was like nothing. Uh, and then you know, I guess though the baseball at least they're playing for you know home field advantage, but it just feels like they're they're. They're less entertaining than they were. I, I, I don't. I don't know, Kendrick. It's, just, it's 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 a weird spot to be in. I know that the All Star Weekend is a big deal. The players get a break. The, the ones that aren't in there, and then they descended on Indianapolis. Our guy, eighty uh, Sweeney, he was up there. He was texting me pictures. He was he emceed an event uh, with with uh, Tyrese Halliburton. 
and oh gosh, who else was there? I mean, there's there's like some some. Oh, uh, it was uh, uh Woj, uh, Woj was there. Uh, Wojciechowski was there. Like some you know NBA heavy hitters, and it's it's like the event itself is cool, and then the game gets played. And it's like this is terrible. <laughs> like like they, this is terrible. Done, I, I like them going back to the Eastern Conference and Western Conference. I did like that because yes, when they were picking the teams, especially when they did it live, it was super awkward. Yes. But, they shouldn't have gotten rid of the Elam ending. The Elam ending made the end of the games exciting. Absolutely. They were actually trying. And they, they, if they do anything, they need to bring that back. I mean, for one, it was, an, it, was, it was a tribute to Kobe, so why would you get rid of that in the first place? Yeah. And two, it did make the fourth quarter worth watching because they did go out there and they did put in effort to go out there and win the game because they had to get to that um that point, and so that made it a lot. Why they got rid of that, I don't understand. But I don't know. I, other than that, that's the only thing that I can think of. And it is weird that people are so upset about it. I'm like, it's an All Star game. Who cares? That's what at I said. Yeah. To, at least it's something to watch on Sunday. Now that football is gone, right? <laughs> like, I, it's, exactly. It's an All Star game. The, 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 the guys are just honored to be there. They're getting paid money to be there. Let just let them go out there, and if they want to shoot threes and, and, and dunk the ball and not get you know a charge call that you know where they where they they break their their sternum i mean you know they they don't want to get hurt they don't go out there and, and get hurt for some all-star game that in the end means absolutely nothing so no i'm with you it was weird seeing all the people getting mad about it online i'm like why y'all mad who cares just watch the game that's just the world we live in now. Everybody's just looking for something to be mad at. Yeah, absolutely. Well, <laughs> enjoy enjoy the game tonight. Hopefully you find a, a Twix ice cream bar to hold you over. Hopefully they'll bring they, – they used to have these frosted sugar cookies at the Yum Ooh. Center, and they haven't Ooh. had them in years. But they I, I noticed them, a couple of them the last game, so maybe they're breaking them back out because those things were fantastic. Okay, so what is it? Is it it's still like they still serve like a whole meal there? Because the, the last time I was there for for media purposes, it was a long time ago, Kendrick. I mean, they had like an entire spread. It was like gourmet I KFC. Every game, it's a spread every game in the press room, and then at halftime we get cookies. Man, <laughs> so if you ever watch it in the media at halftime, how everybody is uh, rushing back to the back. Just to get to the cookie line. That's, That's right. And, and, and I, I gotta admit, I'm a Kentucky fan, but but the the Yum Center's actually uh, got a, a leg up on Rupp Arena when it comes to uh, media and, and the food serve because oh, yeah, in Rupp Arena you get that dumb card. You get that debit card. Oh, that's yeah, the worst. but they, but, uh, but they do have delicious cookies. Their cookies are good. <laughs> So's the popcorn. And the popcorn is fantastic. That's right. That's right. (laughs) Well, Kendrick, have fun tonight, man. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you so much. Next Wednesday. All right, Kendrick Haskins there. Oh no, Anna. When I the last time I went to the again, it was a long time ago. It was it was like it was it was KFC, but it was like like gourmet KFC at the Yum Center. At the it was so good. Yeah, and they had mac and cheese and mashed potatoes and everything. And so, and I'd been to Rupp a few times before that. Again, you get the ten. It's trash. trash. You that stupid ten dollar card. You can't get anything. Get you nothing. You can pay for a half a hot dog. Exactly. Ten dollars. There's nowhere to eat there. Like it is abysmal. Like it's embarrassing. It is embarrassing. Like at UGA. Like when I worked for the athletics department at UGA. Mm -hmm. Mean like. To put it in perspective, they were giving students free Chick-fil-A to even go to the game for free. So, like, wow. it's not like it's a big-time basketball program, right? right? So, yeah, you so, get like, free no Chick-fil-A. They would do, like, Thanksgiving meals. I mean, like, it was some of the best food I've ever had in my life. For basketball! Football was even better. <sighs> 
How how does Kentucky not have UK football is trash food to him? It is. It it's sucks. Horrible. I agree. Like I've been in a couple of football games. They're this so stingy. In a sti- like you don't get hardly anything. Like UGA, they give you a snack. They have the <sighs> meal. Then they give you a snack. Then they do desserts. And you could just get. You don't have to present any card. You well, just come get in on, there, baby. Barnhart. You're hungry. What are we doing, Barnhart? You let beer into the stu- uh, the stadium and into the arenas now. I mean, fix the food situation. Feels so disrespectful. Yeah, it, it is disrespectful. Like your, your media goes on the road to yeah. other schools and they're treated like kings and queens uh-huh. and they come back to Rupp and they're peasants. Where Rupp they're is peasants. supposed to be this nice, great, royal experience. Exactly. Please. And you get a $10 gift card where you could maybe get and half a Chick-fil-A sandwich. the rafters. Yeah, you get some Hunt's for Brothers. Press Row. Yeah, you get some Hunt's Brothers pizza. Mm, like, gas I don't want to pay for pizza. half my nachos. Thank Thanks. You. Yeah. Thanks I, for charging me for being, <laughs> for covering your team. This is the pizza I get at Circle K. Appreciate yeah. it. Thank you very so much, Kentucky. This isn't even Little Caesars. <laughs> it's not, exactly. It's not even Little Caesars. Gas station pizza. It is. It's 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 a quick mark pizza. It is. It's a gas station pizza. I haven't had it in a long time, but it was good the last time I had it. (laughs) What? You had some Hunts Brothers. You had some Hunts Brothers pizza? Yeah, one more time. You, you had some Hunts Brothers pizza at the gas station? I've never had that. It was good, though. Was it? Is it it good? I've never had it. have Have you ever had a gas station hot dog? Yes, I have. I see. I'm like a fan of hot hot dog food. Like I've had these yeah. little McRib sandwiches yeah, <laughs> at the okay. gas station. Really, I've had a gas station hot dog before. I have w- you? Well, it was. And you lived to tell the tale. I lived to tell the tale. I was. It was the, the morning after, if you know okay. what I mean. I was okay. just feeling. I was like, I I, I you need something. Some sustenance. Yeah, and I I was getting gas anyway. I was like, I'll just eat a gas station hot dog. How bad can it be? And it wasn't that bad. It? it wasn't that bad. You know who has like Freedom Hall had great hot dogs. Yeah, like, they did. That was yes. primo, and it always smelled like really good in there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, like in the South, you know, they, like gas station food is really good. Like in the, oh, like yeah. Mississippi, chicken on a stick. Yeah, like, they have like the their move. gas station food is part of their like their culture. culture. Yeah, like it's like it's like some of the crispy chicken. The, some of the best foods you'll eat is like mm-hmm. out at, like at a gas station. At a gas it's station. not like it's not weird. They don't look down on it. They actually celebrate it. No, you're yeah. you're right. I, I've been through it's Alabama, Georgia, absolutely, and they 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 take that seriously. What's your all's go to for hot dogs? Like mustard. No, I'm strictly ketchup or barbecue sauce. I heard barbecue, barbecue sauce now. Sauce. Yeah, so someone was telling, I forgot who it was telling me about barbecue. It may have been a texter talking about barbecue sauce on a hot dog. And it, it's like, I was like, that sounds delicious. That's because we've been killing Blank the last two days because he eats hot dogs plain. It's, <laughs> he's. We need to get him hooked up to a polygraph. He's a communist. <laughs> he has bodies hidden somewhere. That, I mean, he, he plain. What, uh, I mean, what in the world? I mean, that's going to be so, like like Chase said, this going to be so dry. <laughs> you <laughs> could be, he could be AI. Like He might just, be a robot. He could be. Yes. He's just like a little spy or something. He has like robot tendencies, Blankenbaker does. Yeah. Now, there's a place that's not a gas station that everyone's telling me I got to try, um, and I'm drawing a blank on the name, but it's like, it's maybe it's, they have good brisket, and it's like, maybe... Uh, um, you know, it's on the way to Nashville. Bucky's maybe or oh, Bucky's, yeah, Bucky's I've never has been, great food. But I want to go yeah. so bad. They've got great banana pudding. Yeah, everyone says it's good. I gotta go. Great know, banana pudding. I would spend so much money there. I'd be getting t-shirts. Oh, I got I'd a shirt. be getting everything. I got a Bucky's World Tour shirt. Nick had a poll the other day. It was uh, what's better, uh, Bucky's or what's that one in Cincinnati? It's like Jim's something. I don't know. I've not you heard know, of that, that one. That's like a really fancy one as well. I almost bought a Bucky's Hawaiian shirt. Did you? But it was like fifty bucks. I, and I couldn't. Buy. I couldn't. I couldn't. Bring, I do too. Like, did you have you ever heard of like Dylan's Candy Bar in New York? It's like this no. candy store. It's like I'm pretty sure it's like Ralph Lauren's daughter owns. 
Valentine's Day. I impulsed bought so bad in there. I bought like a robe with like pieces of candy on it. I was like, <laughs> you oh, bought a candy robe? Now. I bought a candy robe. <laughs> what kind of candy did it have on it? No, I mean, it wasn't like edible candy. It was just like pictures of candy. Just like just like suckers and like yeah, a Jolly Rancher. <laughs> really? Do you like wear that around the house? Yeah. Like you just like got my candy robe it's my on. Clean robe, baby. I've never had a robe. Never. I've never owned a robe. Ever. No. Okay. I, I like. I know that. Is that odd? No. Did you ever put on the hotel robe? No, I've never no. done that either. I, I like. I've never. No. I've never worn a robe. Never. I, I, yeah, I think I should be a robe guy. Yeah, I think you should too. You could get yeah. your uh, Christmas carol on. There. Yeah, exactly. Wear like a night shirt. Get a little candle. And yeah, a hat. And, the, and the cap. Twas the night before. Christmas? Yeah, I was I actually played the the father from Twas the night. You before. did? Yeah, when I was a kid. You're a theater I guy. Was, yeah. Well, it's, it's one of those mandatory plays you, you starred, had to do. Though. Yeah, I was a star. I was a star in a couple of plays. You br- when I was a kid. <laughs> I, yeah, I was. What else? Like hairspray. I was grease lightning. <laughs> no, I was. I Hats? was. The, I was the dad. <laughs> Yeah, I was I was Rum Tum Tummer. Is that a cat name in that movie? I don't know. <laughs> it sounds I've like never it. seen it. <laughs> that movie looks, looks like the worst. And it hurt me that Idris Elba is in is, is in the Cats movie. Yeah, and I love Idris Elba. But he's in the Cats movie. Is that how you say Idris Elba? Is it Idris or Idris? I don't know. He's a great I've actor either it. way. I, yeah. I, I love him and he's great in The Office. He's great in The Wire. But anyway, uh, but yeah, I was the dad in Twas the Night Before Christmas. I was Joseph one time I'm in the nativity. nativity scene. Yes. Have you ever seen Four Christmases? Oh, yeah, with yeah. Vince Vaughn? Yeah, that's like, a funny Mary, movie. Mary, swaddle this baby! Yeah, I didn't do that. Did you do that? No, no, I did not. Was I, it a real-life baby Jesus? No, it was a little baby doll. Oh. We were, like, in kindergarten. Oh, okay. So, yeah, yeah, okay. it wasn't, yeah, no, no, no. Okay. And then I was, these are all, like, it I was, was early a, in your career. early child development. Yeah. Yes, I, I didn't, it wasn't anything. A child act. I was never, like, in the high school play. Okay. I was never in that because but I. W- you could have killed it though. Oh, I would have been really good. I'm. The, I think I'm secretly a theater kid. I like put I, it. Yeah. On the back burner because I was like, no. But I feel like that's where I would. Well, try. I was playing sports yeah, and like same. it was. It, it was hard to dip your toe in both you waters. Really do, yeah. You couldn't do it. My dad was my basketball coach, and I would have to like miss. Like it came down to like I was trying to do theater, and it came down to like miss basketball practice or like go to yes. play practice. And my dad was like, "Don't you ever see? Yeah, that's what it was for me too." Get the Shakespeare out of here. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. We're not doing it. It's football practice. Much ado about basketball, baby. (laughs) Much ado about that. That's exactly right. No. It was, I had football practice or track practice. Yep. And play, you know, play practice was not in, in, this wasn't happening. No soliloquy. Yeah, my my football coach is like, you're not acting. I'm like, but I'm actually, I think I'd be really good at it. And honestly, I think you would too. I I would have gone a lot further with that than with football. I think about that all the time. I do too. I th- I'm like, and I kind of get mad at my mom. I'm like, mom, you should have auditioned me as like a child. Like, I could have been a star. No, you don't want to do the child actor thing. <gasps> okay, but like, no, like at least give me singing lessons, mom. Like, I could. Well, okay, been you can do like lessons and stuff. But you got you, you have to, you have to enter that. The, I am it, a star now. Yeah, you are a star now. But you have to enter that. You have to enter that biz as an adult. You do because it's it's, it's nefarious. Like all those child actors. The older you get, you're like, what kind of? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Let's read some text here. Take a break. Get the Weird Wednesday texter. Ask Anna who's better looking, Jay Wright or Tony Bennett. Jay Wright. Okay, because Tony Bennett's got that riz too. He does. Yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah, he's got that like good guy riz. Yeah, he he can't talk. He can't coach. But he ain't got those custom suits, baby. No, he does not. Jungle Gems is that the name of the Jungle Jungle Gems? Gems. Okay, there you go. Uh, Texture Big Rig starring role. (laughs) I'm not reading. (laughs) 
I'll I'll what it <laughs> Texter, me and the homies used to walk up to Five Star on Taylor Boulevard at 4 a.m. because the biscuits and gravy was straight thunder. So was the aftermath, but it was worth it. <laughs> As long as you enjoyed it, that's all that matters. <laughs> Some things don't need to be shared. Texture Jungle Gyms is an international su- super grocery store, a thousand better times better than Bucky. Settle down now. Come on. My mom just texted me and said, Strebel was a star in several plays. She's so excited. <laughs> oh, thank I'm you. I'm going to get your autograph and bring thank it back you. to you. Uh, yeah, I, I'll sign, I'll sign an autograph. Do you have a headshot you can sign? No, but I should get one. You should. I don't have a headshot. I need I need a headshot. Texture Bucky's is overrated. Texture uh, plain hot dog plank is a reptile uh, t- <laughs> texture uh, Bucky's brisket sandwich is the bleeping bomb I spent 80 bucks and bought only food and fudge and jerky lol you know, their fudge is really good too their, their fudge is awesome it's not a gas station hot dog but I have had some nope Ooh. Golly! You all behave! They are a million times better texture how would nope not reading that all right, I'm done reading these. Okay, <laughs> let's take a break. You? Let's all take a break. All right, on the other end is Weird Wednesday. Woo! Yeah, Weird Wednesday's coming up. Before we do that, Sonic Troll, if you got some aliens trying to get in your house, Sonic Troll will come out and they'll help you make sure that it's secure. They're the place to go for security if it's for your home or your business. They'll cater to either. They'll come out and set your system up. They'll also service your system down the road if you need help with doing that. Check them out online, sonatrolky.com, or call them at 502-966-8999. They're the number one rated security company in Kentuckiana. Over 350 star reviews on Google. Okay? That's a lot. They're locally and family owned and operated for over 35 years. They don't just do security. They do cameras, badge access, fire monitoring. You do it all from your phone, sonatrolky.com. Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience, too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash careanywhere. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. Japan has great egg salad sandwiches. Is that another thing? That, that, uh, you know, is that urban slang for cornhole and a pig in a phone booth or something? Is that, I assume, is that what that means? I, I you know. Oh my God, that made me dizzy. I laughed so hard. <laughs> Welcome back to the round table with Round Daddy. Now here's Round Daddy, James Strebel. Full play by play. Louisville basketball tonight. Versus Notre Dame. Check it out. 5.30 p.m. 93.9 The Ville. Let's go. Then tomorrow night, women's basketball at Georgia Tech. 5.30 p.m. on 93.9 The Ville. Bill basketball versus Central Arkansas. 6.15 ESPN 680-1057. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Woo. I don't know what to do with that sound, James. I don't. I don't understand. Like, it sounds like a mad lib. Yeah, it does sound like a mad, <laughs> a mad lib. <laughs> I, oh, I like oh. yesterday. The rest is clean. I, the, yesterday, Bob's on one. Any sports today? Coming. Stay with us. 
Uh, talk sports, damn it. Got it? <laughs> yeah. Bob's been on one. You, you don't know this side of Bob. I love Bob. <laughs> And I would like to keep it that way. <laughs> this is like too much Bob for Anna. I hope mom still loves Bob, too. Yeah, well. My mom loves Bob, yeah. Even with that? Right. We don't understand what those words mean. That's not in our vernacular. No. That's not in our vocabulary. We don't, we don't talk like that. All right, let's go ahead, James. Weird Wednesday. Let's fire it up. Brought to you by 812HIMP and 502HIMP. Let's go. Conspiracies. Extraterrestrials. The occult. Gather around the lunch table, children. Don't try to get up. He won't Go let you fry. leave. That it's a Weird Wednesday. Yeah. Mr. Spiegel. Texture says, some people say Bob is a mad lib. Okay. Let's, I don't get it. <laughs> like mad liberal. Like, oh. He's very liberal. All right. Uh, let's go ahead and start this Weird Wednesday. Now, I actually got this story sent to me by multiple people. What? And yes. So this is this is crazy stuff, okay? That's how you know you're the voice of the people. That, that is true. That's how I know I'm the voice of the people. It says, we've got multiple U.S. military whistleblowers saying there's a video of a UFO shooting down a nuke with a laser beam <laughs> that's a mad lib that, 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 no you're right that 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 in itself is a mad lib okay so this actually this story was on i know barstool but but i know and to that face so that's a code word yes but it actually was the original story is on the daily mail Okay. Okay. So I, the, I do like the Daily Mail. Okay. So for the Daily Mail, it says military officials break their silence on UFO interfering with missile. Okay. Now so, the Daily Mail is British, though. Like, is, are these U.S. like military? Or yes, what it is military? U.S. military. Okay. But yeah, the Daily Mail is British. But no, you're right. This is okay. U.S. military. Okay. So this is this is like worldwide news. All right. So here it goes. Here's what it says. It says the U.S. military is in possession of a video. Of a UFO apparently disabling a nuclear warhead during a routine test, according to multiple formal officials. They claim the video in question captured a saucer-shaped craft circling the unarmed dummy warhead shortly after it detached from the Atlas missile booster, then shooting four beams of light at the warhead, disabling it. Retired U.S. Air Force officers Lieutenant Bob Jacobs and Major Florence Mansman can't claim to have viewed the recording of the 19. 19- 64 encounter before the tape went missing. The formal official, former officials were part of a team responsible for capturing video of a missile test launch in California with telescopic photography and videography equipment. Two days later, after they screened the video, they claimed that two plainclothes CIA agents confiscated the footage and swore them to secrecy. The alleged incident occurred nearly six decades ago on September 15th, 1964, but it has more recently come into public knowledge due to author Robert Hastings investigating it. Luis Elizondo acknowledged the existence of the video and claimed he has seen it and he was the former director of the Pentagon's Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program or ATIP uh, to study UFOs. The craft inadvertently caught on film was domed and disc-shaped, according to Jacobs and Mansman. It was a classic disc. The center seemed to be a raised bubble. The entire lower saucer shape was glowing and seemed to be rotating slowly, according to a letter Massman wrote about the incident in 1983. Quote, at the point of beam release, the object turned like an object required to be in a position to fire from a platform. End quote. Beyond the video, there are some limited 
limited evidence supporting the story. A declassified but unreleased set of radar data of the September 15, 1964 event apparently confirmed that an unidentified aerial object was observed near the dummy warhead during the missile test, a source told Hastings. Okay. Okay, so um, th- this is a couple things that that piqued my interest here number one you know we we continue to hear these stories of ufos uap whatever you want to call them interfering with nuclear sites yes nuclear tests mm-hmm. and, and, and and disabling them or shutting off the power or whatever it is mm-hmm. this happens all the time yeah. apparently and number two the these craft okay so this is like Back in the 40s, 50s, and 60s, where this stuff was really starting to capture the imagination Mm -hmm. of the American public, they were all saucer-shaped. Okay, we have the same notes. My first thing was the nuclear thing. My next note was saucer-shaped. Okay, yes. Okay, Because I'm like, have they not evolved more? Is that where you're going? Okay, so what we're seeing now, from what I understand, they've kind of... But like you said, maybe evolved or updated or whatever it is, you don't hear the term flying saucer anymore when you hear about, you know, one on one encounters. Mm-hmm. They're 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 the, the they're like a pill shape or a Tylenol shape or well, like, a, like a multiple a cylinder a cylinder yeah. or, or or a triangle or yeah. you, we had the jellyfish thing that we were talking oh, about yeah. about a month ago or whatever. Like they have all these different shapes and sizes now to where back during these times it was all the classic saucer shape and mm-hmm. i wonder what that is all about why why is it changing is it is it cuz we're changing cuz our technology is changing so it's changing with us as as our understanding of technology continues to grow uh-huh. they evolve with it uh, that, that's that's, that's where my really brain goes question. with this my brain went the exact same place and i was before i think you mentioned that it was 1964 when you mentioned that it, it was a flying saucer i was like what like i just feel like 47 1947 was the first year that they really encountered that flying saucer shape, right? Well, they were encountering them too uh, during World War II. Okay, so, so they, the 30s, 40s. So you know what you know the uh, you know the band Foo Fighters. Yeah, Foo Fighters. Yeah, they flew alongside. That's it's named after these aircraft or whatever unidentified objects that flew next to uh, like pilots in World War in World War II. Jets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. fighter jets in World War II. And that's yeah. what it means, Foo Fighter. B- bingo. So they, yeah. they didn't know what they are. They called them Foo Fighters. Some of right. the Foo Fighters were, were disc shaped like that. Yeah. And, so I'm and so, like, is their technology evolving, or like, are they on to the fact that? We became really, I guess, taken with the shape and kind of, you know, it's really interesting if you look back, like technology and even like, like, like in the '60s, the shape of a flying saucer. I mean, that was like incorporated into furniture, into fashion. Yeah, it was. same with like atoms, and same with like nuclear, like energy, like uh, furniture, interior design, fashion. Like, yeah. So I'm like, we're like maybe these things these beings like onto the fact that we knew what to look for or whatever or i would just assume that their technology has evolved right more than that well so if you want to get 
like deep into the, this portion of it, like the yeah. evolution of whatever these things are. Yeah. There's a really famous book by uh, Jacques Vallée, and I've talked okay. about him before. He he's like an a, a, an AI expert. He mm. he does uh, UAP encounter stuff. He's a computer programmer. He's like kind of like a jack of all trades. Super super duper genius guy. He wrote a book called Passport to Magonia. Mm. And in this book, he details the similarities between UFO abduction and encounters with past encounters with like elves and fairies and like an incubus like we talked about yesterday yeah. or some of these <gasps> old folktale like you ever heard of like what a cha- a changeling is like because so these like these elves or fairies used to play yeah. th- these jokes and well, not a joke but they play these tricks on people where they exchange their their human baby for like an elf yes. baby yes. or a fairy baby and it would be like kind of weird emotionalist and all this stuff yeah. and so they, like people really believe this stuff and so his 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 premise is that whatever this is whatever this phenomenon is isn't necessarily extraterrestrial and what it does is as our understanding of the world evolves and our i guess social awareness of what's real and what's not real changes Mm -hmm. so does it yeah it changes with us so back when we would believe in elves and fairies like and brownies on this and planet exactly all the time exactly and there's this, they called it the hidden the hidden the hidden college yeah and that's that's where like the the, the so there's a monk that wrote a, a book about wasn't it. this very like irish like it's very very celtic yeah very celtic yeah. irish scottish uh uh welsh it was yeah. yes but they're also in german the gnomes mm. and things like that so all these things and so anyway he had this 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 book where he wrote and he like they took him to like wherever they were from and he eventually just disappeared off the face of the earth and this was like in in like the the i think the 1500s or 1600s something like that he, yeah. he was just he just disappeared he was gone after he wrote this book about going to this land so Jacques valet's premise is that as history changes as we change and we evolve and we get more technologically advanced uh-huh. that these things keep up with us and that what, what they keep up with our imagination and they change with our imagination and that so it's it's they're they're, they're linked to us Somehow, don't you feel like it, it's kind of reminiscent of like religion too, and like what miracles are like? Yeah, back in Jesus's time, it's like without the technology or without the science or without the you know study of these things, like to heal people of their illness or to bring people back, like it was just documented differently. Like today. It would be too obvious if that happened, or like I think about that a lot. Stigmata, or like you know, you you, you have certain like priests who say that like they they put like holy water and like flesh came from like holy water. Or oh, they have a they have a Mary statue, I believe, is in Mexico right now. That's like crying like yeah. tears and there's one i've been to medjugorje and yeah. seen it and i've been to lures i've been to a couple of places catholic tour baby yeah um but i think uh, it just reminds me of like what i think about religion and what i think about miracles so much of what we do today would be constituted as a miracle centuries ago oh and it's sure like now yeah. we're just used to those 
miracles in yeah. a way. Or now we're used to the technology. I mean, think about what you would think of a FaceTime in the 1600s. You'd oh, be like, gosh. That's an alien. That's, like, that's, that's crazy, witchcraft. Yeah. Like, I, I <laughs> we're absolutely burn you think it grows yeah. with us. But it also reminds me of when we talk about Bigfoot or we talk about, you know, are they extraterrestrials or are they interdimensional? Yes. And is it, it I just think it's all related in occultish and, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean, well, occult, occult, occult. means in the dark. It means, yeah, it means secret or in the dark. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. It does, yeah. Occult doesn't mean bad, bad or evil. Or evil does or, not mean that. Or Satan or yes, anything like it, that. It doesn't. It or just occult. means it doesn't mean hidden, occult. hidden or secret. Yeah. And, you know, to your point about occult, so. You know, I, I I keep bringing this up, but I, I like this is one of the most fascinating books I've ever read. I'm reading this the biography on John D. Oh. and his and his is called uh, Empire of Angels. Okay, and it's about when he and Edward Kelly with they were doing they were practicing occult practices, and it didn't mean evil things. It Are was they the very, ones who did it in the desert? No, no, that was Alistair Crowley, okay, who yeah. was the, the, when I finished the book, I'll do a summation of the book. Yeah. So anyway, so when they were doing these occult practices, it wasn't viewed as evil. It was a viewed mm-hmm. it was viewed as, as science almost alchemy is what it was it was alchemy where they're trying to 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 level up their their spirituality uh-huh. to where like alchemy and the philosopher's stone they're trying to trying to turn lead into gold it wasn't all about just turning lead into gold there was also like hidden occultist secrets they were trying yeah. to unlock and that's what it was really about so when he and edward kelly were do, have these conversations with these beings and the beings told them that they were angels. What they would do before, they would sanctify and purify themselves. They would pray. They would put themselves in a state of grace. So, again, a cult doesn't necessarily Religious. mean evil. Exactly. It's so parallel. Yes. Even alchemy. Like, yeah. if you think about what the gospel means or could be, it's turning something and refining it and creating it to its greatest, most pure good. So exactly. Yes. It's and, alchemy. Yes. And that's what they In that's, a way. And that's ex- exactly. And that's what they were doing it was later demonized by the church because what it did is it took the power exactly it took the power out of there so people people being able to communicate with the higher power with god or angels or you know in some cases that you know kelly and d thought that they were demons trying to trick them into thinking they're angels some of these entities that they talked to that to try to remove people from that it's like no 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 you need to go through us Mm mm-hmm to get there, and you need, we can tell you if it's and we can t- or not. exactly and pay and so, us money. Exactly, so and that's how you. the occult connotation became so negative because yes. it was then okay, it's witchcraft or it's sorcery. Because I mean, John D had. I mean, he he was arrested a couple times really? for yes, because when he was when he was in England during his lifetime, it was in a transition period. It was going mm. from uh, so. Henry VIII, Elizabeth's father, uh, basically kicked the Catholic Church so out of... Yeah. Anglican. A- a- Anglican, yeah. Created yeah. the Anglican Church to yeah. get the Catholic Church out because he wanted to continue to divorce his wives right. yeah. to, to, to get a son. Yeah. son eventually dies. One of his daughters, Mary, was Catholic. She ascends the throne. She doesn't produce an heir. I didn't she, know she was Catholic. Yeah, she was Catholic. Oh. But his, uh, the next daughter that ascended the throne, Elizabeth, was Protestant. So her views on the things that John Dee were doing were, were, were much more relaxed. Oh. And he actually was the one that he was a fascinating character he was actually the one also that said your inauguration date should be on this day if your inauguration dates on this day you're going to have one of the most successful reigns in the history of any was that ruler. Like astrological it was astrological yes he, ah, he did it with, so with cool. astrology and so he picked her inauguration day he was the he was the one that said that that england needs to build a, a, a massive navy 
and that's how they conquered the world. Yeah, like that they, is how they conquered how they, the they world. They had the biggest, baddest navy in, in all of literally in, in that the entire was the world. Battleground. So he 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 did all these things. He did he, all like, of these things. He foretold that have a navy. He said that. Oh yeah, he, no he he was the one that wrote it like down advising. and said this is. He was advising the queen. He wasn't just some like dude. Like he was he, he was in? in the court. So he, so when he kind of fell out of favor of the court, he would do these these angels like scrying. Readings. Yes, in his house and in again going back to the occult thing to where he he what he was trying to do was he thought that he could make it to where he could unite Protestantism and Catholicism into one world Christian religion, have Elizabeth be the head of it, bring about... A woman? Yes, yes, bring up, bring about the apocalypse, which wasn't a bad thing. The apocalypse is a good thing because it brings Jesus back the, for the second time. He was actively trying, Edward Kelly and, and, and John Dee were actively trying to set this up with this with the Enochian language, with this angelic language that they, they were... That they transcribed and they talked to this linguist in the book and he talks about how like this is this is like a language like i don't know like there's root stuff here there's root words you can't you can tell they didn't like scribble stuff down mm-hmm. he's like this is sophisticated stuff and and i gotta get to the point now where they actually like what did the angels say to them or the supposed <sighs> angel say to them it's wild wild stuff this is so they cool. had like grim grimoires you know what grimoire is uh-uh. it's like a, it's that. like an old spell book like ah! so them, like medieval times they had these grimoires I'm imagining of like hocus pocus yeah yeah, like, yeah yeah something like that yeah they had these old books with all this like these spells and things in them they was like to, again to them it was reality to them like to go back to the original con- the original conversation like how we change we look at that stuff as silly now right like it's silly so these things aren't going to manifest themselves in silly ways they're going to manifest themselves in ways that we can relate we yeah. can relate science we can yeah. relate technology or astrology yeah exactly and i think so many people are finding meaning in that now like here's the thing like i was with a friend recently and uh very christian and she's she just you know witchcraft is bad witchcraft is this is that and I, I, I'm not invalidating her feelings. I understand why you could feel that way. But I also think that it's kind of all related. Like, I, I don't necessarily see it as a bad thing. I, I think it could be in conjunction. Like, there is a bad. There's a bad side to everything. If you're yes. trying to summon bad, evil things. But I also think it or could be. Or trying to do harm to somebody. Right. Yes. I, like, if it's a hex, what have you. Right. But I think it could be a form of spirituality. Like, I just think there's it's broader, more related in a belief in a higher power. I can see that, and and, and this is where it gets it gets dicey because yeah. it there's a reason. I mean, there's in the Old Testament specifically, it talks about how there shouldn't be conjuring and there shouldn't be sorcery right. and, and things like that. But if you go into it with a pure mindset of like trying to reach a higher level is that still bad like i, I don't but know also these are the same people like literally the same people who are like praying to god and be like give me a vision give me a prophetic sure. dream give me this yeah is that not yeah I, 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 there's, conjuring there, no they're you're right that, that that's a that's a form of it to where like it's almost like you you, you ask god for a sign right it's like trying to manifest it's whatever the spiritualism or trying to get, or trying to get the higher power to work on your behalf. Yeah, like manipulate a like, little bit. Like, oh, please, God, give me this job. Yeah. Or you know, help me, help me nail this interview, whatever mm-hmm. it is, and trying to use that, you know, that power. That's you're right. I that's a really like good a, point. Like witchcraft, like not. It could be a submission to the fact that there are higher powers working on your behalf. Like to me, I just think it's all kind of. 
You know, it, you could be use it for evil, but I think it's all kind of looking at the same ideals. If you really hmm. parse it down, well, I, I could, I could, I could, I'd have to do. I'd have to. I, I, let me. I'm, I'm, I'm almost finished with this book. Yeah, I, mean, I want to see what happens. Okay, like after, like the aftermath. Yeah, of these convers. I want to see the conversations. Read about the conversations, then read about the aftermath of the conversations. Like what happens to John D. and Edward Kelly? Because I know they both end in like really not great ways. They get killed. Oh, well, I, I don't murdered. know. I'll, 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 I don't know yet. It. Yeah, I'm not going to spoil it. Um, there's a few more things here before we we take a break. Text line is 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 blowing up right now. Um, so a couple other things. So uh, the, the the Neuralink that Elon Musk is developing. Uh, so okay, this this is so. It's sort of tough because he's developing it for people that are like paraplegic, Ooh. to where they're able to maybe. So they, it's an implant in your brain, and it's like a computer chip. It's, it sounds like something out of Black Mirror, and they successfully uh, implanted one. And in, in, in the, the person's anonymous, but he was able to like move a computer or mouse around with his brain. <gasps> That's kind of scary. Yeah. Okay. And so, like, I understand the good part of that of someone that's unable to use their their body. To, like, it could help them mm-hmm. in in so many ways. But that's I mean, that's a they a rabbit hole that I don't know if I want to go down. So, how can it move the like the computer mouse? Like, is there some like is it like a remote thing? Like, there's something in the mouse and yes, it's like it's like a, yeah. Here, 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 let me read but the if article. If you connected that to like a plane or a drone, I mean, well, that's, that's, scary. that's a scary thing. And then I don't know if I want you know someone putting something in, in my like, brain. It's like it's like beyond <laughs> human ability. Okay, here it is. It says Elon Musk says first Neuralink. This is from CBS News. This is from a like a, a, a legit news source. Reputable. Yeah, reputable news source. Elon Musk says uh, first Neuralink patient can control a mouse, uh, computer mouse with, with thoughts. Okay, it says here uh, the first person with a brain chip implanted by Neuralink appears to have recovered and can control a computer mouse using their thoughts according to Elon Musk, the company's founder. Quote, progress is good and the patient seems to have made a full recovery with no ill effects hold on a second let me da, 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 that we are aware of patient is able to move a mouse around the screen just by thinking must said late monday in a spaces event on his social media platform x the company implanted a chip in its first human patient in january musk wrote in a social media post last month in september the startup said it received approval from the u.s regulators to recruit human beings for the trial as part of its focus to use this technology to help those with traumatic injuries operate computers using just their thoughts. The identity of the first patient hasn't been released, although Neuralink last year said it was searching for individuals with quadriplegia due to cervical spinal cord injury or amy amyotrophic lateral sclerosis commonly known as ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease for its trials. So again, at its root, it's looking to help. Right, but that can be perverted. It, it, that's 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 the that's the scary thing. Yeah, and, and I, I don't, don't trust a guy like you. Yeah, I was just gonna say I, that. I, I don't, I don't trust, trust this. No. it feels just like a science experiment. The way you could pervert that and use it for bigger, badder things. But uh, don't they also do something like where quadriplegics or whatever, like they can control things, like just using their eyesight, like. I think so. Yes, yeah. I think that is a thing as well. Yes. So this This is like taking a step further. Really scary, though. Yeah, because it's giving you unhuman qualities and powers. Artificial intelligence. Yeah, exactly. It's making you. It's it's the it's the it's the uniting of of humanity and machine. And just think about what you could use. I mean, like 
Oh yeah. Even like into space, whatever. Yes. If it's a if it's a satellite and it's a remote, I mean, like you could. That's so scary. I, I think it's. Terrifying. I don't like it. Yeah. yeah, I think it's terrifying, and, and that makes me sad. Like. I think there are people out there that need this and can use it for their benefit. Do they need like, But like that's with but that's with people in in general. With anything good, we can find some way to mess it up and make it bad for everybody. This just feels like way too many. It, this feels like a movie script. Yeah. It de- like It I, feels like a movie script. Are we really sure it's real? Like we re- I know oh, it's no, an anonymous I, I believe it. person. You really believe oh, it. Oh, he's been working on this for years. It's a legit stopped. company. I mean, like I said, I'm scared of I mean, like it. Like I said, I mean, the, the, it's been approved by U.S. regulators to do this an experiment on humans. I mean, like imagine, like in, in government, if they get a hold of that. No, I don't Natural want to imagine Natural disasters. It. They could just to they just could tap into anything. Pre- well, they could anything. already tap into anything they want anyway. Like they could read my laptop right now if they wanted to. Um, we all know that mm-hmm. they're looking at your phone right now. I just hope my FBI agent is hot. Who's <laughs> looking at my stuff? Who's looking at my texts? He's uh, <laughs> all right. Let's look. see him. What did he say? He's not. He's not. You would already been arrested. <laughs> You're right, texter. You don't trust Elon, but do trust uh, Joe Biden. I'll clean it up. I, I don't like Joe Biden no, as a president. No one said that. No, I didn't say Literally that. Literally nobody, nobody said, said that. that. <laughs> That's you projecting yourself onto Who, what we you were saying. That up. I love about the show. He's either Maga Strebel or he loves Joe Biden. Exactly. Like exactly. <laughs> That's why. That's why I love it. Nobody knows. But you loving Joe Biden is better. Other two. So. <laughs> <laughs> Texture. If your brain can talk to computers, then they can talk back. Don't say that. Don't <gasps> say that. Don't say that. And here's another one. If Elon Musk was a was known was a known lib, he would trust it though, right? I, again, I no. don't trust anybody. No, I don't trust any of these people. I don't care if he's lib, liberal, Elon Musk, conservative, Elon Musk. I don't trust him. I think he's trying to usher in a new era of transhumanism to where it's like machines and people are merged and we lose our humanity. You really know what I think about Elon Musk? That's what I think about Elon Musk. It has nothing to do with politics. I don't trust him. Period. I don't care who he votes for or doesn't vote for. I don't trust him. I don't either. Oh, my goodness. He could be a monk, and I would be like, mmm. Quit saying that too loud. <laughs> Why? Texter, my brother almost died on the surgery table, and he, and he said he saw a bright Same. light and remembers seeing a huge wing swoop over him, but it was a wing... With black feathers, he doesn't know if it was a good or bad, but he woke up and tried pulling his oxygen tube out. Wow. the black swan. That's freaky. Man. Wow. Biden-loving MAGA rig. (laughs) Texter. You guys are killing me, so what if he can move a mouse with their brain? How's it different than using a hand? Still can't hack things or do anything you couldn't with a mouse and or a computer. Yet... Yet, but it's just the fact you can, that you're doing it like with, remotely with your thought, and you have a computer, and you have a computer chip in your brain. <laughs> like this is a video game. This is like this. Is, what's the one with Ryan Reynolds where it's like called like the guy or something? Is oh, free like, guy, free guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that. It's T- like a video game. Texture. Listen to your sport. This is how I know this person isn't telling the truth. Listen to your show the last two days, 30, 40 minutes total, and haven't heard a single sports topic, a lot of nonsense, then you're not listening to the show. Because we've done an hour and a half of sports today. All sports today, by the way. And yesterday. Uh, and yesterday was three hours of sports. Oh, he's listening and texting. Yes. yeah. Jack, Jack, Jack Grossman talked for call, about college basketball for 35 straight minutes. Didn't even 35 take a breath. Straight, didn't take a breath. Not once. Didn't come up for air. <laughs> Tex- it's a Guinness World Record. <laughs> Texture. Anna Tex. Anna makes... 
And it makes sounds that scares my cat. (laughs) Thank you. Texter, if they're in the elites, whoever you may be talking about, they're against you until proven otherwise. There you go. All right, let's go ahead and take a break on the other end. We'll uh, we'll, we'll talk sports, Texter. We'll talk sports. No more nonsense. No more nonsense, Texter. We'll go to sports. I'll talk sports. I'll be like Bob Valvano. Talk sports, Damon. I'll talk sports. Sports next.